the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxone Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exzoneradiotv.com or www.xzonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, my visionary friends, and thank you for joining me, Gwilda Wiecka, on another exciting adventure into future possibilities. You're listening to Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share innovative thoughts and information with today's leading esoteric and scientific experts, supporting the co-creation of a better tomorrow. You, my treasured listeners, are a very important part of the discussion. Email info at missionevolution.org with any comments or questions. We'll address them on the very next show. So grab your pen and pad, take notes, sit back, and enjoy. This hour, we'll consider give and take evolutionary marketing. Marketing, a necessary evil in the business world. As consumers, we've been marketed, schemed, and quite frankly, scammed to death. As a result, we've become suspicious and cynical. Is there an honest evolutionary approach to getting well-meaning companies viable products in front of the public 
sans the hype and overblown claims. As we evolve into a more cohesive whole, most of us are looking for win-win solutions to today's problems. Is there such a resolution in the business world? The market is flooded with dubious claims from companies that focus on making sales and profit to the exclusion of the consumer's needs and well-being. How can honest companies draw the attention of those who want and need what they can provide? Is there a beneficial solution that does no harm? With us this hour to lend her expertise to the topic is Cheryl Green, author of Do Good to Do Better, the small business guide to growing your business by helping nonprofits. Cheryl discovered the power of storytelling and has brought her love of the craft to fiction, nonfiction, and content writing for businesses. After years of begging for money for nonprofits, she discovered cause marketing and now helps small, medium-sized businesses stand for something and improve their business at the same time. She holds a master's degree in psychology, has worked in customer service, public relations, education, and the nonprofit world. Her website, CherylGreenSpeaks.com. Cheryl, on behalf of our listeners and myself, welcome to Mission Evolution. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So advertising seems to have taken on a life of its own and tends to compete to control the masses. What impact has this had on the general public? You know, I think, like you were saying, that was a a great introduction to the topic. Uh, People are very skeptical. And true advertising, true positive advertising, should not be used to kind of pull the wool over uh, the public's eyes or to push them into something that they don't need. True advertising and true marketing should really just enlighten the customer as to what options are out there and how they could benefit them. And when we lose sight of that, that's when it gets ugly. Speaking of which, we've been living in a consumer-driven society, and over the years, it seems to have developed a really dark side. What can you tell us about that? Oh, uh, (laughs) that's a great (laughs) question. When I started researching for my first book, um, and I, I forget the numbers, it's been a while, but I wrote a personal development book And I talked about the different types of happiness. And, you know, there are two types of happiness. One of those is the type that is fleeting. And it comes from buying something, getting the new purse, getting the new car, getting the new jewelry or the new appliances, whatever, you know, whatever happens to float your boat. Um, As opposed to the type of happiness that is longer lasting. And that's when we actually help someone else. And there's scientific research behind it. And again, forgive me, I don't remember the research off the top of my head. But there's research showing that that first type, it doesn't last long. And you're constantly chasing that high. Once you get the new car, then, well, you feel good for a couple of days, maybe even less. And now you want something else. So it kind of puts us in this ugly cycle. It really is an ugly cycle, and it doesn't serve anyone, really, ultimately, mm-hmm. does it? Yeah, nope. we're all uh, hocked up to our eyeballs. Right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we have to get storage places to put all of our stuff. Exactly, stuff. We could go on about stuff, couldn't we? <laughs> <laughs> so why is it important for an individual or a company to find purpose beyond making a lot of money? So I'm going to jump up on a soapbox for just one moment. Uh, you know, there... There, there are a couple of problems in our world right now. Not sure if you've noticed that. Uh, no, and I, uh-uh. I won't bash any, you know, any political party or any Thank belief you. system Thank or you. anything. Um, but I will say, I think we can all agree that we're in trouble. Uh, we're in a bad situation right now. There's a lot of negativity. There are a lot of issues. And up until, I would say a few years ago, people thought that the government was going to fix things. You know, we all had this faith like, oh, that's okay. There's there's government programs. There's the, the government is working on this. And, you know, we as as individuals and as business owners kind of sat back and one, you know, the classic line is always, well, I pay tax. I pay taxes. That's where my tax dollars should go. Um, but I think in the past couple of years, people are starting to realize that the government is not going to save us. Uh, that it's up to us as individuals and even more importantly as business owners and as small business owners to kind of take that step up and say, what can I do to help? You know, nonprofits have been on, you know, boots on the ground for years 
And they're the ones that are actually fixing these issues and working to, to create a time when we don't need them. I, it's funny, you know, the whole goal of a nonprofit is to put itself out of business because the problem's solved. Nice. So it, it is. I mean, you know, we all I, I've been doing animal rescue for years and it's not like everybody wants to spend their weekends at adoption events. We'd be more than happy to take the time off because the problem is solved. Yeah, that so, would be a nice one to solve there. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I think. Oh, go ahead. How can we blend purpose with occupation? There are a couple of different ways, and I think mostly it depends on what you do, what you do, what you're good at, what your gifts are. And, you know, some people just look at business as a way to make money and a way to, uh, you know, survive and buy the stuff. And there's nothing wrong with buying some stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you know that's all. That's also, um, gosh, for years now, when you're getting being coached to go to college, mm -hmm. the first thing that's looked at is what's going to earn money, yes. not necessarily following your passion. That really needs to shift, doesn't it? It does. It does. And I, you know, my one of my my dreams is to see a world where everybody is actually doing what they're meant to do. You know, what, what were you put on this planet to do? What skills were you given? What gifts do you have that you can share? And I think when you talk about, you know, blending purpose and, and uh, helping out nonprofits and standing for a cause, it comes down to what's your gift? You know, there's a lot of things that I can't do. Um, but instead of focusing on that, and trying to, you know, do accounting for a nonprofit or something like that, which I, that's not my ninja skill. Um, rather than that, you know, I choose to use my writing and my communication skills and things like that. So it, it comes down to what are you good at and what do you have to offer? So, but, you know, I think a lot of us have gotten away from even recognizing what that is. What's the first step towards uh, uncovering that? Well, I like to uh, do an inventory. Uh, this is good for businesses. This is good for individuals. And I actually just one, did one yesterday. I, I sat down with a friend who's coaching me. And I, I'm actually looking at it right now. I have a big piece of Post-it paper on my wall that says what I'm good at. And I think sometimes it takes somebody else to sit there and to help you because most of us don't like to brag about ourselves. And often you're too close to see your own skills. Um, for years, I didn't realize that writing was a skill. I thought everybody could do that because that is something that comes easily to me. And it wasn't until I saw other people not writing so well, we'll just put it like that, um, that I realized, you know, this is a skill. So maybe sitting down with somebody that's close to you and that knows you and, you know, after you get through that first level of I'm good at this, this and this, they can ask you those why questions. You know, why are you good at this? What is it about this that you excel at? And why do you think that, um, you know, why do you think that your skills go in that direction? Yeah, that's, that's really a good, good approach because you're starting to get deeper into what are your gifts versus what have you been conditioned to do? How do you yeah. discern those? Uh, it's that, you know, it's that internal passion, that internal fire. And a lot of us received that information growing up. You know, this is what you should do. Uh, this is what your family has done. This is what is acceptable. And you kind of have to break through that conditioning and realize, well, yeah, but I don't really care so much. You know, that's not what lights me up. And there's that that old question of what would you do if uh, money was no, op you know, money was not an issue. You know, what would you be doing? And I think you do kind of have to look at that. If you didn't have to make a living, what would you spend your days doing? That, that's a hugely important thing because we are so money driven and consumer driven and, the, and they, they dominate our lives to where we don't even contemplate what it would be like and what we would be doing with our time if we weren't having to make a living. Yep. So that, that's really, really, really a good point. Um, so we are going to have to take a, a little commercial break here. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little more about following your joy and finding your gifts. But it is time for a commercial break. Cheryl and I will return shortly. So don't you go away. 
You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. We'll be back. Patty Conklin grew up in Brooktondale, New York with a unique ability. Unlike others, she could see how the vibration of words and emotions affected the physical body. She discovered how to release stored emotion and facilitate healing. This began today's Conklin method of cellular cleansing. The private practice grew with tremendous results, as did her reputation. More and more people sought her out, bringing her into the home for healing. She soon realized she could even teach this to others, and they could shift perception and thus prevent illness from occurring. Patty Conklin quickly became a frequent keynote speaker, and she developed a curriculum for teaching the Conklin method of cellular cleansing. For more information, visit pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N, pattyconklin.com, or call 404-474-0086. That's 404-474-0086. Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello again, this is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org. To all our faithful and thoughtful listeners, we value your opinion and would love to hear from you. Email me at missioninfo at missionevolution.org and share your thoughts or questions so we can address them on the next show. Be sure to reference the name of the episode you're discussing. And speaking of which, this comment in from one of our listeners regarding the episode entitled Evolving from Competition to Collaboration. MC states, strength, diversity, and cooperation sounds like a good workshop. I'd really like to work on the idea about evolving from adversity and competition to collaboration. MC, thank you so much for your suggestion. We're now working on said workshop, and we'll announce it on www.findyourpathhome.com when it's scheduled. Curious listeners, you can check out Evolving from Competition to Collaboration on our archives at missionevolution.org. With us this hour discussing evolutionary marketing is Cheryl Green. Her website is... CherylGreenspeaks.com. Cheryl, we were getting into, you know, following your joy to find your gifts, okay? And does that apply not just to the individual, but also to a company? 
I think it does. I mean, anything that's going to be on an individual level is also going to be on a business level because, you know, we talk about this when you when you discuss uh, uh, B2B and B2C, so selling business to business or business to consumer. And people forget that while a business is an organization, it's made up of people. So I think if you've got a, a group of people, a, a business, an organization that is not on the right track, that is not passionate about what they're doing, that doesn't have that strong why, then yeah, I mean, that's, they're not going to be very successful and they're not going to be very happy. So, you know, it's, it's something obviously that should be done in the beginning, but if you're not succeeding or you're dragging along with your business, it might be time to look at, are you actually doing the right thing? Yeah, you know, I've, I've been, this has been changing, thank goodness. But there was a time when, when large corporations treated people horribly, like yeah. disposable commodities. And what they cared about or what they could bring to the equation didn't matter. They just headhunt for who have what, work them to death, surplus them, and bring in the newest, latest, greatest. And hopefully, I see that changing. Do you? Uh, you know, I haven't been in the corporate space in a, quite a while. I've really been in the small business space. But I do remember uh, I, I used to do IT back for a mortgage company. And I remember them sitting us down in a meeting and saying, you cost money. You don't make any money. And I, I wow. thought that was such a, yeah, it was such a um, hurtful thing to say. But it was it was so wrong. Um, because I, you know, I, I said, great, close down the IT department for a week. Yes. Let's see, see how, how your salespeople do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but you know, there is that attitude of you're, you're just here, you're, you're just costing money and you're not like providing worthwhile, you know, service or whatever it may be. Um, so I, I, I hope that's changing. I do see, you know, from the people that I do know working in the corporate space, Corporations are trying to kind of improve that and some of them, not all, um, and, you know, put that em employee above uh, the dollar, the bottom line. Um, but I also I also think that you see that more with these companies that have purpose. Um, I always like to use Tito's Vodka as an example because um, they started out uh, the founder started out the business using donations and basically using cause marketing. Um, he loves animals, so I love him even more. But um, the company donated vodka to animal events, not to the animals themselves. They don't need to drink. Um, <laughs> but, you know, to fundraising events. And that's how he got his name out there. And as the company has grown, he's encouraged his employees to do the same thing. So now they get something called a joy budget where they get money and, and, and product to donate to a cause of their choice. So speaking I, of, speaking yep. of which, <laughs> you speak of cause marketing. Would mm -hmm. you describe exactly what that is? Sure. Um, so I like to call it selling warm fuzzies instead of widgets. Um, when you are selling widgets, you are saying, this is my product. This is what I do Buy it. Um, when you are selling warm fuzzies, uh, or, you know, utilizing cause marketing, you're working with a nonprofit. You're standing for a cause you're sharing, uh, not only your, you know, your, your dollars, but sometimes your products, but you're also sharing your platform. So it comes down to, hey, you know what? There's this cause that you need to have awareness about. Let me show you how much I care about it, what I'm doing, and how you can actually be a hero. You know, we talk about in storytelling being the hero. You can be a hero by championing, championing this cause and by doing business with us because it helps us donate and do more. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. So what, what first drew you to the concept of cause marketing? You know, I wish I could tell you the exact moment that I heard about it. Um, I'm pretty sure it was like, you know, one of those things where the angels sing and there's like this bright light coming around it. <laughs> yeah. um, but I, I truthfully, I don't remember. It was years of walking around with my hand out for the animal rescue. And I just, I, at some point I found out, oh yeah, rescues, nonprofits, uh, or for purpose organizations, they actually have value. 
beyond just whatever population you serve. We have value in that we've built up audiences. We have a brand. We have people that businesses would love to get in front of. And it's a, it's a win-win situation because you need the money, you have the audience. So it, that's, that spirit of collaboration is, it's, it's amazing. It's hugely important at, at this time, don't you think? It's like we've, we've ridden the competition horse about as far as the poor thing's yes. going to go. <laughs> and, oh, and, that's so sad. Yeah, and, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot you were an animal person. <laughs> so, but now we, we really need to turn this around and find win-wins um, and focus more on how everyone can benefit versus on the bottom line. Yes. What, again, is the first step to getting there? So the first step is, uh, one, figuring out what you care about. Um, you know, I go through like a, a nine-step process in my book, and it's what what matters to you? Because honestly, I realize not everybody cares about animals. I get that. There are, you know, thousands of causes and hundreds of thousands of nonprofits out there that can use your help. So what matters to you? And to some degree, what makes sense for your industry? Uh, If you don't have that strong connection, that strong heart connection, then the next step is really to look at, you know, what makes sense for my industry and what's a natural fit? We know... There's, there's been a lot of attention lately to exploitation by supposed nonprofits where charities only get a small portion of the donations. Yes. How can we be sure we're being effective rather than exploited in cause marketing? So cause marketing, and the funny thing is I, I, I'm very naive, or I was very naive in that I couldn't imagine anybody taking advantage of a nonprofit. It, it, it just doesn't. It's bad, yeah. It, it, I mean, it happens, but it just didn't even click in my head. And I, one of the books I was reading when I researched, you know, to write my book, I found, uh, you know, there's an attorney that specializes in cause marketing and he happens to be in Las Vegas right near me. And I was like, well, why would you need an attorney? Everybody is honest and loving and we're all singing Kumbaya. Um, but that got beaten out of me pretty quickly. So I sat down with the attorney and There are rules that you need to follow when you are doing cause marketing. And one of those is being very specific. Your audience, your uh, client, your customer, they have to be able to calculate the amount of the donation as opposed to just saying a percentage of the proceeds. Because when you say a percentage of the proceeds, and I was guilty of this before I learned that this was even a thing, a percentage of the proceeds could be 0.0000000, you know, 0.01. So it could be, you know, you think, well, I'm spending $50,000 on a car. So obviously they're going to be donating a couple of grand to a nonprofit. That's why you need the specific number. So you can say like a flat rate. You can say, you know, I think uh, Subaru does... $250 or $350 from the sale of each car goes to a nonprofit. Um, Or you can say a percentage, but be specific, 1%, 10%, 5%, so that if they know the amount of the the sale, they can calculate themselves the amount of the donation. Right. But the donation from the company is one thing. What the uh, nonprofit does with it is totally another. And there's been an awful lot of exploitation lately. I saw a whole list of the percentage of, say, you know, um, uh, care and feeding or, um, you know, pause for the cause or all all sorts of these things where it's terrifying how much money actually gets to the cause. How little money actually gets to the cause. I'm glad you brought that up because um, that's something that I had an issue with in the very beginning as well. And I'm not going to tell you that there are not bad nonprofits out there that are doing shifty things and, you know, really taking advantage of the system. It happens. There's that's always going to happen. It's just human nature. However, um, we have been groomed to believe that nonprofits should be working on a shoestring budget 
that people should be doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. Right. Unfortunately, um, we're going to have to take a break and pick up oh, on yep. when when good nonprofits go bad <laughs> on the other side of a commercial break. Cheryl and I will return to our discussion shortly, so you stay right there. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person. Visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today or call our offices at 404-474-0086. That's pattyconklin.com or call 404-474-0086. Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show. Did you know our entire leading-edge, information-packed, past-episode collection is available to listen or download with our compliments? Visit our archives at www.missionevolution.org for our ever-growing selection of guests and topics. Our guest this hour is Cheryl Green. Her website, CherylGreenSpeaks.com. Cheryl, we were discussing when good nonprofits go bad. And if a person is looking for a nonprofit, is there some place that they can find a list or or the deets on it so that they know that this person, this this company or this nonprofit, is really doing, uh, you know, having an impact in the world versus just sucking up all the all the proceeds? So, can we change that lead into when good nonprofits are seen as bad? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, I mean there are there's GuideStar, which is kind of the Better Business Bureau for nonprofits. Um, okay, so you great. can check a rating. 
Um, but kind of what I was what I was alluding to before is we have this this concept of nonprofits as you know all of these wonderful natured people working for free and everything in the world is donated to them so they don't have to spend any money and it's wrong it's just wrong and you know I take the smart ass approach to it in my book um, because that's what I do but would you would you expect someone to work a business for free I, I totally understand that nonprofit means that after they cover their expenses, then the donation is made. But we are coming from a consumer, um, you know, um, marketing approach. And we're coming from, um, quite frankly, uh, norm. Greed is the norm. Mm -hmm. And so, so I think that it's, I think nonprofits, I could be wrong, but aren't they struggling to try to be altruistic in, in the face of that overlording concept? I, they are. I, you know, 90%, of course, that's just a random statistic, but most, uh, most nonprofits are just trying to do the best they can with what they have. And I, I recommend this for everybody. There is a TED Talk by Dan Pallotta, um called, I think it's The Way We Think About Charity is Dead Wrong. I think that's it. But if you look up Dan Pallotta, you'll find it. And I, he really talks about, you know, the need, the need for marketing dollars. You know, his example is you can put up a flyer in the laundromat for a bake sale and not spend any money. And that's fantastic. But you bring in, you know, $200 or you can take out an ad in the New York Times for your events and bring in a hundred thousand dollars. So I think it's, it's, the responsibility at this point is yes on the nonprofit to to keep their nose clean and stay above board and all that but it's also on the consumer and on the business owner to realize that nonprofits should not be held to an entirely different standard than the corporate world is if anything nonprofits are doing a better thing than he uses the example of a, a video game company that makes violent video games and sells it to children. Why should they be held to a different example and to a different um, bar rather than a nonprofit that is feeding children or destroying disease or, you know, taking care of animals, whatever it may be. So I, I think it's really a shift in attitude. Um, my recommendation, and I, I really talk about dealing with nonprofits on a, a smaller uh, scale because I do focus on small business. Corporations know what they're doing here. Um, I think it's the small businesses that can use the guidance. And I talk about working with those local, those small nonprofits that, yeah, they are going to have lower overhead. But if you find a, a nonprofit without overhead, they're not going to be around for long. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't think the question is of overhead. I think the question is of, you know, the larger the machine, the more it gets sucked up into itself and puts nothing out. Um, and and that's the ones that you know that have come to the limelight lately, um, and that's my concern. So, you know, there um, another another point here is there's a lot of advertising gimmicks out there. What makes cause marketing different, and do you think it'll last? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I think it'll last. I think it's been around for a long time uh, and I don't think it's going anywhere. If anything, it's going to get larger. Um, it's look, it can be used as a gimmick, just like we're talking. Anything can be done for the wrong reasons. You're, you're always going to see that. Um, however, for the most part, you will see good people working in good businesses that want to make a difference. And when they make that difference and when they talk about that difference that they're making and how they're helping a cause, it allows them to do better, which is great because then they can help more. But it also spreads awareness and sheds light on the cause. So, okay, so people so that if, wouldn't have known now do. If, if one just employs the methods of cause marketing without really having a passion for the chosen cause, is it as, as effective? I don't think it's going to be as effective. It'll still work. The nonprofit will still get some money or, you know, um, services or whatever, whatever they're, they're getting. Um, but I don't think anything works as well when we don't go into it with passion. And one of the stories that I recommend that people or you know, salespeople and business people have 
is a cause marketing story. And it comes down to why do you care about this? Uh, like, why does it matter to you? You know, I can tell you why animals are so important to me. And that's going to be a lot more um, uh, truthful and a lot more passionate than somebody that's just like, I'm going to do this because I want to make some more money. So what, what can you tell us about the importance of authenticity? Because that's kind of where we're going here, isn't it? Um, when professing to stand for a cause. I, like I said, that, that cause marketing story is important because the why behind what you're doing is what makes you authentic. And it's just going to shine through. I, I think there is a need for authenticity in life, but in business, no matter what you're doing, even if you're not supporting a cause, why do you care about whatever you're doing? You know, why is it that you went into that specific business? And the people that have that strong why, I, I think it's just, they're going to look, they're going to come across as more passionate about it and they'll be ultimately more successful. Yeah, you know, I personally can't manage, uh, imagine living my life and, and doing my work without having passion for a cause. I, I really, I'm really behind this, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily like everybody else. So is it important for all the members of the company to be committed to a cause? So you're kind of going into like the culture, culture aspect of this. And um, it's funny because when you commit to a cause, when you make your business about more than just making money, you attract different people. So you're going, you're actually, you're going to attract better people and you're going to have an option of more people. Um, because especially with, uh, millennials and, uh, Gen, what is it? Gen Z after them, uh, especially with them coming into the workforce and really taking over, they expect it. It's not just like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, we're giving some money to that, that charity over there. They expect that there is something beyond the bottom line. They want to know that they are working for the greater good. So um, one, your employees really want it and you're going to have a better um, selection of potential employees if you incorporate this into your business. Um, does so everybody if, have to be on board if they're already in there? I mean, it would be nice. You're not going to fire them if they're not. But if they aren't, there's chances are that there's other issues with that culture fit as well. So say, for instance, we have a small business and they decide to take up um, this, this uh, cause marketing. How does a business owner encourage their people to get behind a cause? How do you suggest that? Um, so I think part of that actually uh, rests on the nonprofit as well, that responsibility. Um, all too often you see, you know, point of sale campaigns where you go into Target or whatever it is, and you're at the cashier and she goes, would you like to donate a dollar to kids cancer? You know, and there's, there's no excitement, there's no enthusiasm, there's no passion behind it. Um, and I think part of the responsibility falls on the nonprofit to educate the staff, to educate those employees on what it is you do, why it matters. And of course, the, the business owner has to allow them to do that and provide time and all of that. Um, but really getting a feel for what is it, you know, getting those stories of the individuals that were helped, um, of exactly what they do and how the cashier or the employee is actually making a difference and how they can impact the cause. So becoming a part of it. So if you already, like again, we already have a business going and we're wanting to convert it to cause marketing. Does the participation and interest of the members of the company need to be considered when choosing that cause? Yeah, that's one of the ways that you can look into, uh, into what cause you want to choose. Um, ultimately, you know, that decision falls on the, the uh, upper management or the owner. Um, however, some employers will take it to a vote. You know, they'll, they'll ask their employees, you know, what do you care about? What charities do you already support? And there's good and there's bad for this. Uh, you know, it's, it's great to get everybody involved um, and they're more likely to be on board if they've had a, a part in the decision-making process. But there's also nobody ever agrees. Uh, you, you know, you get 20 people in a room and you're going to get at least 10 different opinions. So 
it really comes down to knowing who you work with and the culture of the actual company, you know, what's going to be the best decision in that, in that case. Yeah. What's, what's going to be the best fit. You can right. take input, but there there can't have too many chiefs and not enough Indians, yes, right? Exactly. Yeah. Well, we need to take another commercial break. Cheryl and I will be back shortly to continue our discussion. So don't you go away. This is the mission evolution radio show on the Exxon broadcast network, www.xzbn.net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Memorable dynamic presentations are a not so secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hides can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? 
What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. What are your thoughts on the feasibility of win-win marketing? Is it doable or a pipe dream? To ask a question, make a comment, suggest a topic, or a guest, email us, info at missionevolution.org. This hour, we're exploring evolutionary marketing with Cheryl Green. Her website, CherylGreenSpeaks.com. Cheryl, what are some major misconceptions about cause marketing? I think the biggest misconception that I see is that it's wrong to talk about what you do. Um, I remember, you know, going to a networking group and I, I got together for a one-on-one with the plumber in the group. And he said, uh, I, you know, I asked him about his business and he was like, oh yeah. And you know, we help out, uh, these couple of organizations. And I said, that is amazing. I said, you know, where, where do you put it on Facebook? Like, do you do videos while you're there? What do you do? And he was like, oh no, I don't do it for the attention. And so his you know, his reasoning is, is pure and is wonderful that he wants to, wants to help. Um, but as I mentioned before, if you don't, uh, if you don't talk about what you do, then no one's going to know and no one's going to be able to help. So the nonprofit will still get the money and that'll be great, but they won't get that awareness from your tribe, from your audience. Um, and it, it kind of, it's only half the job. So kind of getting over that idea that, oh, well, you know, it takes away from it if I talk about it. No, it adds to it, seeing it from the rooftops. <clears throat> but it goes back into that authenticity, too, doesn't mm-hmm. it? You, you can't just say, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing my tithing here, you know, yes. and I randomly picked these things. Yes. But rather, that goes back to the importance mm-hmm. of picking something that you can really get behind. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, the other, <clears throat> excuse me. The other thing that I see a lot is, you know, if I if I choose a cause, will I alienate some people? Uh, yeah, you might. Uh, you know, that's uh, it's it's always going to happen that when you stand for something, there are going to be people that don't agree with you. Um, however, there's also going to be a lot more people that do agree and that flock to be your customer to join your tribe, um, and I. I use the example of uh, Dick's Sporting Goods in my book. Um, they, you know, they took a stand against uh, for gun control during one of the school shootings, and their, um, uh, excuse me, their audience was divided. You know, half of the people that followed them said, "I will never shop there again." Gun, you know, guns are our rights, and blah blah blah. Whereas the other half said, "Thank you so much for protecting our children." You know, I'm, I'll be a loyal customer for life. Um, so you do run that risk. But is your job in this world to be liked by absolutely everybody or is it to make a difference? Well, that's that's the misconception again. Uh, uh, you know, we've been brought up to believe our job in this world is to make a lot of money and support our yeah. family mm-hmm. and to heck with everybody else. And I think that that's shifting. Do you see that? I do. I do. I definitely do see um, there is I, – I think we're moving – out of because we have to, we're moving out of this like me, me, me culture and really moving into how can I be of service? How can I help? And the, the beauty of cause marketing is that it's, it's reciprocal. You know, it's, it's the, the better I do, the better, or the more good I do, the better I do. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's, it's kind of a nice shift for business and, um, yeah, it's just a change in attitude. So outside of um, angering some people, are there any drawbacks to cause marketing? I believe that as long as you are doing it from a good place and that you are on the up and up 
with what you're doing and, you know, very careful to stay within the, the laws and the guidelines and you choose a good nonprofit and a good cause to collaborate with, I don't think there's any drawbacks. I really don't. You know, you quote Yank Silver in posing the question, what if greater happiness, more meaningful impact, and increased profit are all surprisingly interconnected? Could you go into that concept for us? Yeah, I... (laughs) Um, I actually, I, I opened the, the book with a story about um, a speaker that I'm very friendly with and, uh, you know, great guy, um, but he's a marketing expert and he has the belief where many people do, this is not uncommon, I will make my money and then I will, I will give to the causes I care about. That first you have to establish you and you have to establish your business and you have to become the billionaire or whatever and then you can help. And I think, I think that's an old concept. I think it's outdated. Um, my, my wish is that people realize that you can start from day one, just like Tito's did. You can start from day one giving and, you know, in the spirit of abundance and, and, you know, the universe, there being plenty, like you will get that in return you will do better because of what you've put out into the world. Do you think the cause marketing can break through the distrust and, and you know, understandable cynicism of the modern consumer? I think there's always going to be people that do it wrong. You know, I'd love to say that, that everybody is going to follow the, the rules and that everybody's going to have the best of intentions, but I still think that there will be the I donate point zero 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 one percent um, so they get that that halo effect, that good, uh, good warm feeling because they're helping a nonprofit, uh, the consumer, but they don't realize how little is actually going to the consumer. So, um, you know, the business is kind of benefiting off of the nonprofits, but not really giving the right thing in exchange. So would you mind sharing again where you can find, you know, where the nonprofits are rated as far as, because um, this is the other part, you know, mm-hmm. there's the businesses cheating the nonprofits, but there's the nonprofits sucking up all the profit. Yeah. <laughs> so so where where did you say that we could go to find out how people rank in that? So it's called GuideStar. I believe it's GuideStar.org. Okay. Um, but they'll give you ratings and if there have been any complaints about the nonprofits, um, when you're talking about a local level, you know, a smaller nonprofit as opposed to the, the huge ones, um, I honestly think your best bet is going to be uh, talking to people in the community, you know, seeing who's got a good reputation as actually doing what they say they're doing, um, because you're going to learn a lot more from that than just from a random rating. Right. And they, when you're in the smaller communities, they don't necessarily show up for the, for the larger um, research. Is that correct? Yep. Uh, yeah, some of them. It, I think it does take a while uh, for GuideStart to like get on their radar mm-hmm. um, and be reviewed by then. So, How can cause marketing create a s- sustainable win-win scenarios? Um, you know what? That's a, a great question. And I, I look at uh, companies like Tom's Shoes. Uh, you know, he, the, Blake Mikowski, the founder of that, he went into um, uh, Argentina and saw all of this poverty and realized that if he were to just take up a collection of money so that he could bring bring shoes and supplies to these people, he would have to do it every you know three months, every six months, and eventually his his people, his tribe, would get tired of being asked for money. Mm-hmm. Um, what cause marketing does is it provides that almost renewable resource. Um, there is constantly a need for products. And there's constantly a need for assistance for the nonprofits. So rather than just a, hey, can you give me, you know, what I need? Can you donate this? It's, you know, with each purchase, money can go. So there's that constant, constant back and forth. What is your vision for the future of marketing? I would love to see a time where every company is tied to a cause. I think as business owners, we not only have the opportunity, but we have the responsibility to support something and to stand for something. And we can change the world. 
you know, as businesses, as individuals, we can step up and we can fix the problems, um, you know, with the help of nonprofits, we can fix the problems that are plaguing our society. So I think when everything is tied to a cause, um, you know, you're, you're not just competing on price uh, or, or, you know, these, these other, other issues. You're, you're competing on, hey, you know what, I want to support people that support what I care about. And doesn't that kind of empower the company the, and the individual in that? We aren't just twiddling our thumbs hoping the government puts our yeah. taxes where, where we want to see it go. Yeah. Yeah. It empowers everyone. And, you know, I, I mentioned before being the hero. Um, people want to help. Uh, for the most part, people are good and they want to make a difference out there. Some people just don't know how. So by offering this as part of your business, uh, you actually help the consumer be that hero and make a difference and feel better about themselves as well. Well, it's a lovely, lovely concept. And unfortunately, we're out of time. Cheryl, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show. And thank you for your service in the world. Thank you. Our guest this hour has been Cheryl Green, the author of Do Good to Do Better, the small business guide to growing your business by helping nonprofits. Her website is CherylGreenSpeaks.com. Remember, our entire information-packed episode collection is available for listening or download free of charge. Visit our archives at www.MissionEvolution.org for our ever-growing selection of guests and topics. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Do remember, we love to hear from you. Please email us at info at missionevolution.org with any questions or suggestions. Join us next time as this mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to an evolving world.